Good morning, class. Good morning. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and welcome to Faith School. Faith School is the place where our spirit is fed, our faith grows stronger, and we learn how to be overcomers. We're getting our spirit fed so that we can grow up in the fullness and likeness of Christ. We're told that if we will uh, be nourished up in words of faith and hold to Him, that we'll grow up in the fullness of the stature of Christ. And so um, we've saved you a seat right on the front row. Get your Bible, get something to uh, take notes on, and come right on in and let the uh, uh, presence of the Holy Spirit manifest around you as your teacher today. Let's pray and believe God for exactly what should come out now. Lord, we agree, the faith school class all over the world, we agree together as touching this, asking you for the anointing, asking you for utterance, uh, eyes and ears and hearts that can see and hear and discern and understand and receive just precisely and fully what you would say to us and minister to us now. We ask it in Jesus' name, and we purpose to be doers and walk in it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you would go in the, in the textbook with us again today to Hebrews, the 10th chapter. Um, if you're just joining us for, for the first time today, uh, we've already covered a lot of ground on this subject and it would benefit you to go back to last week's messages and catch up through this week uh, on this subject called By Faith. Our text begins in verse 38 of Hebrews chapter 10. It says, Now the just shall live by faith. But if any uh, man draw back or anyone draw back or pull back, shrink back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. I won't be pleased with him. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. As we read in uh, previous times, other translations bring out that by faith the ancients were commended. By faith our fathers had God's approval. He said in verse 4 that, you know, uh, God testified about Abel's gifts that he gave by faith. In verse 39, it said all of these obtained a good report through faith. So all of the... Uh, Verses in between this, this entire chapter of example after example of faith are all examples that God himself is holding up to us, saying that their faith, you know, Abel, Abraham, Enoch, Noah, all of these, Sarah, their faith pleased God. And he has had this recorded. He wants us to know what they did and how they did it. Because he wants us to follow in their footsteps and have faith like they did and please him like they pleased him. One of the things that pleases him is when the hindrances and uh, 
interference is removed, the doubt, the unbelief, the fear, the wavering, the vacillation is removed so that he can manifest what he wants manifested in our life. Full salvation and forgiveness and cleansing and healing and fill with the Spirit and needs met and victory after victory. That pleases your father. Any good, good father, any good parent is pleased when their child is doing good, when their child is doing well, being successful. And God the Father wants all of us, his children, to be successful. He has ordained uh, that we be victorious ones, more than conquerors, overcomers, hallelujah, by himself, by his spirit, the greater one inside. Um, keep reading. It said, by faith, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. This is an amazing verse. This is an amazing word. This describes what Genesis uh, tells. How uh, all of the material universe came into being. It came into being by God who functions by faith, conceiving the vision of it within himself, and then speaking it into existence with his faith-filled words. Oh, what's that have to do with us? We're made in his likeness and image. We are also speaking spirits like our creator. And we also have been given a measure of the God kind of faith in our being with the ability to choose whatever words we want to speak. You know, the animals don't have this ability. We can choose any words we want to choose and we can take faith. You could also take fear and put in words and release them. You could put hate in words and release it and it causes all kinds of problems. But you can put love in words. You can put life in words. You can put faith in words. And when you fill your words with faith, a creative power is released. God filled his words with faith that's off the scale <laughs> faith. And he, when he released his faith, God-level faith, creative power was released to the extent the universe was created. Stars are created. Planets are created. Gravity and everything that goes with this. And it says, through faith, we understand. It happened by faith, and we we're to accept it and understand it by faith. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Uh, those who study physics might say, you've got energy and you've got matter, which is just a different form <laughs> of energy. But material things like this desk, like the floor we're standing and sitting on, it, it, it's solid, it appears solid, but those, of, those who study these kind of things know that it's comprised of atoms and moving parts and that if you were able to adjust your matter, you could put your hand right through it. There's so much space here, but it feels solid 
because of energy. And God, God's word released the energy that keeps the atoms moving and keeps everything cohesive. The Bible said all, you know, that, that's one thing that puzzles people that, that study these things. What's keeping it together? <laughs> Just like you look at the, the galaxy, you look at our solar system and the galaxy, what's keeping gravity going? You know, what prevents, uh, you know, everything just getting flung apart? Well, the same thing's happening in your body. <laughs> the atoms that your body consists of, there's rotation of parts. What keeps them from just flying apart? The Bible said the Word of God. And isn't that what this is saying right here? It was all framed, shaped created, formed, and we could say continues to be held together by the Word of God. Oh, somebody say the Word of God, the, the Word of God. Oh, the Word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Didn't say he created it out of nothing. He made it out of things. But it's not things you can see. It's things that are not seen. Just because something's not seen doesn't mean it's not real. You're a spirit. That's not physical. That's not material. But it doesn't mean it's imaginary. And so he goes on to say in verse 4, By faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaks. Again, test God testifying about his people's faith. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, that's the third time he's used that word, he had this testimony, there's that word again, that he pleased God. For without faith, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe he is, and, in other words, and you must believe also, he's a rewarder of those that seek him. Now go with me back to the book of Genesis and uh, let's read more about what happened with Enoch because uh, this is quite amazing. I'd like to know more about translation. How about you? <laughs> we read, as we mentioned on uh, yesterday's class, we read in the New Testament where Philip was translated. Now, Here's the thing about this. We're a part of the same New Testament church. Philip is. And uh, we're preaching the same gospel uh, he was preaching. Same Holy Spirit, same church being built. So if he needed on occasion to be translated, it's possible that modern day <laughs> believers in the same church with the same message might need to be translated. Would you volunteer for that? Yes. Well, of course, you've never done it either. So, <laughs> Un unlikely that you have, but uh, uh, it is 
possible. And um, uh, God created all matter and all energy. And obviously, it's no problem for him to change one into the other. And Philip was preaching in this one place. And as soon as he got done with what he was, well, he was, excuse me, he was, uh, yeah, he was preaching. And, and then all at once, he was found in another town, uh, miles away. And uh, here comes a guy who was a representative of another country and another kingdom. And he just happened to be exactly in the right place at the right time where he intercepted this uh, individual from Ethiopia. And the man happened to be reading the book Isaiah <laughs> and came across a patch that he didn't understand. And Philip was just conveniently standing right there for him to say, who's he talking about <laughs> in this passage? Now, can you see, this wasn't just Philip getting a thrill ride. But this is kingdom business. This man goes back to his country and no doubt shares his encounter with Philip with his queen and with the royal household. Who knows what kind of influence that had on that entire country and region after that. Well, does God have kingdom business to do today? Yes. Yeah. And... Uh, he is well able to do even miraculous things to accomplishment, to accomplish it. In Genesis, if you'd look there, please, in the fifth chapter and the 22nd verse. Now, we're not given a lot of detail about what happened with Enoch. And yet, every word of God is so full of light and revelation. Genesis 5.22, it says... Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years and begat sons and daughters. Verse 23 says, And all the days of Enoch were 365 years. Now, there's no coincidence that that's the exact same number as the number of days it takes uh, for one cycle of our planet and our star, uh, these ages of the ancients and patriarchs, uh, like Methuselah lived to be 969 years, all of these numbers are significant. They portray something. They typify something. Uh, the Word of God is just amazing in this regard. But uh, Enoch did not live on the earth uh, what a third as long as his contemporaries because what Adam lived what was it 930 or so and we just got through mentioning Methuselah 969 I believe it was uh, well 365 is not very long compared to 900 some right and there are those that will scoff and mock and say oh there's no way they live that long how do you know you weren't there. <laughs> no, the Bible said they did. In fact, it tells us when it changed. Uh, after the flood, some things changed. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the Lord told uh, Moses, and in giving the law, 
he said, my spirit will not always strive with man. And this was during Noah's time. Uh, his, his days will be, it said, 120 years. So that sounds like a long time to us, 120 years. But to them, they'd go, what? To a 900-year-old? Somebody's going to die at 100 plus? That's like telling a 90-year-old you're going to die at 10. Can you see this? That was a drastic cut for them. But the issue had become men, most men, were evil. And God was just fed up with seeing them practice evil for 900 years. And so he, he said, no, I'm not, I'm not going to tolerate that. Uh, the days of man will be 120 years. So the approximate maximum lifespan of human beings now is 120 years. Now, you, people say, well, you know, the, the average lifespan. Well, you don't want to go by statistics. Uh, there are people, I've, I've read reports of people that have lived over 120 in modern times. Uh, read about an individual, that, 123, 124. A number of individuals, 110, 113, 112. It's not a big population, but it's happening. And... Uh, with, the, with God sustaining you, you can make it that long. Now, some people say, well, I, man, I don't want to make it that long. I'm already, my body seems like it's falling apart. Well, that's why healing is good. <laughs> you can be healed by the power of God. And if you're sustained, I, I read the other day about a, a woman who's working at this place. She's worked there for 40 years. She's 94 years old. She still goes to work every day, works all day long. She's healthy. She's able. Well, that's okay, right? And that's happening. And that can happen for us. But Enoch didn't see uh, the age of his contemporaries, this 900, this nine-century lifespan. What happened with him? Why, why 365? Uh, the scripture says that uh, all the days of Enoch were 365 years, and Enoch walked with God, and he was not. Uh, for God took him. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now we know from Hebrews 11 that it wasn't just all God's uh, choice and initiation. The Bible said because of Enoch's faith, he was translated. So there's a reason why God took him or received him or took him out of this realm, out of the earth. And they looked for him because, you know, he's just a young guy, just 365. <laughs> right? He shouldn't be dead yet, uh, you know, with his contemporaries living eight, nine hundred years. And so uh, Enoch didn't come home. And so they went to look for him and they couldn't find him. And they searched high and low. Nobody could find him. They couldn't find a trace of him. They couldn't find anything about him. And the Bible tells us because you're not going to find him. Because God took him with him. He, and and, and it's, this is an amazing exception in that he didn't die first. He, did, he didn't see death. He didn't die and leave his body. His spirit and his body too were just translated. <laughs> 
out of the earth to be with God. Somebody say, wow. <clears throat> Listen to a couple of other translations. The English version and the Good News translation both say it like this. Verse 22. Enoch lived in fellowship with God. One translation said, in close fellowship. Now, it uses that term instead of saying, walking with God. And that's what that means. He's not the only one. The Bible said Noah walked with God. The Bible described that Abraham walked with God. Others walked with God. What does that mean to walk with God? Well, it's a picture. You know, like before the fall in sin, Adam and Eve would walk along in the garden and commune with God. It's a picture of fellowship. It's a picture of communion and uh, of being close to somebody and sharing with them, uh, communing in that they talk to you and you listen and, and you talk to them and they listen and and uh, communion has to do with sharing in common. You're, you're thinking, both of you are thinking on the same things and talking about the same subject. And Enoch, uh, no doubt, had heard about his grandparents, Adam and Eve. You know, they're centuries removed, but yet some of the people, you know, for instance, Adam and Eve lived for hundreds of years, so they were able to tell successive generations about what actually happened, their personal experience in the garden. So no doubt Enoch had either firsthand or close, you know, uh, it was passed down real close, what happened in the garden. And you know that uh, the great, the highlight of their existence, Adam and Eve, was the communing with the actual presence of the Almighty before the fall. And so they... Uh, uh, they would tell their kids and their grandkids and their great, 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 great grandkids. Yeah, you know, we'd hear the wind blowing and we knew it was the Lord. And so we'd go out to the place where we always met. And sure enough, there the glory presence would be. And of course, prior to sin, they had no fear. They had no hesitation. They'd just come right out. Oh, it's, it's the Lord. It's the Lord. They'd come right out. And, and they'd talk to him. Now, this is not a picture of animal-like apes grunting in a cave with no clothes. <laughs> These are God-like beings communing with the Creator on a level, His level, a level of His, that they could understand. And they would sit there and, and they'd walk along in the cool of the day and, and the breeze. And Adam might say, God, that, Father, that's what a sunset. How do you do that? And he'd tell them. And they'd understand. And it was amazing. 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 Well, Enoch hears that as a little boy. And he grows into a man, 100 years, 200 years. And eventually he says, well, why can't I walk with God too? I want to walk with God. I mean, just because grandpa and granny messed up, 
Why can't I walk with God? I want to walk with God. I want to, I want to sense the presence of God in the cool of the day. I want to commune with Him. I want to walk with Him. And one day, He stopped saying I want to. And I need to. And by faith, He said, Lord, I just believe, I mean, you're everywhere. You see me. You know me. You hear me. I believe you can hear when I'm talking to you. I'm going to talk to you by faith. I'm going to believe you're here. I know you're here. I'm going to believe you hear me. And so he just started doing that. And he kept doing it day after day and month after month. And here's the thing about faith. What starts by faith with no feeling results in amazing feeling. It, because the, the power of God manifests. The psalmist said, I would have fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. It's not seeing is believing. That's the, the world's got it all twisted around. It's believe and then you'll see. It's not let me feel it and then I'll believe it. No, that's not how it works. You believe it and you act like it's true and real. Then you're going to experience it. So one day he's talking to God, just talking away. Next thing you know, it was real clear to him that God spoke back. Whew. Oh yeah, this is working. And so the next day he goes out earlier, <laughs> walks along in the forest with God. He's talking and, talk. and over the days and weeks and years, God gets so real to him, as real as any human people that he knows. And his communion with God and God's answering him and talking to him gets so real to him until one day the father says, there's no need in you going back home. You just come on to my house. <laughs> and he said, yeah, yeah, let's do that. Next thing you know, he's out of here. He, his body and his spirit are gone, caught away. He didn't cease to exist. God just translated him. He took him from here to here. Took him from down here to up here. Oh, somebody say glory to God. Glory now here's a big question. Why would the Lord tell us all this? Just so we could long for it and go, man, lucky guy. Lucky guy. Wow. What? No, no. It's so we would be inspired and even told us it wasn't just because God just randomly chose him. It was because of Enoch's faith. Somebody said out loud, I can fellowship with God. By my faith. I can draw near to him. By my faith. And friend, if you'll do that, God's presence will become more real to you than ever before in your life, and it'll just get more and more powerful and real. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, that's it for the class today. What do we do? We live by faith. We walk by faith. We overcome the world by faith. We're strong in faith, giving glory to God. Praise God. That's it. We'll see you next time in Faith School.